0: This podcast is made possible by supporters like you. Mahalo. And by Atlas Insurance Agency, Hawaii's largest professional agency. Helping Hawaii navigate insurance solutions since 1929. More at
1: atlasinsurance.com. Hello, my kakou. Welcome to a new episode of What School You Went? where we start every conversation with this question. I'm Ron Mizutani. Now, while many businesses have suffered and continue to suffer uh, during the global pandemic, a handful thrived. In fact, one in particular exploded. The trading card industry, according to a verified market research, the trading card industry was worth $13 billion in 2019, and could be upwards of $100 billion by 2027. Put your arms around that. We welcome Dave Jenkins to the program. Dave is the owner of Best of the Best Sports Card in a shop in Wai'au. Uh Dave, welcome to PBS Hawaii. Thank you, thank you, thanks, thanks for being you. here. Really fascinated by this topic. Uh, before we get started, mm-hmm. what school you went? I went to Campbell. Oh, I'm you're a Saber. Saber,
0: yes, sir. Ah, yes, uh, ever Beach Boy? Ever Beach Boy? Yep. Elementary, intermediate, and high school.
1: So you know, uh, when we were younger, uh, back then, Fort. Uh, you know, Fort, Weaver. Fort Weaver Road was a, was a two-lane highway, one way in, one way out. All pineapples, right? You would never believe uh, what, what obviously has developed there through the years. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, back then, Habush was, was all good. People yeah. hang out. Yeah. Now it's a little less, less uh, uh, desired area to hang out at. But some people were adamant, no, I'm Eva Beach. I'm not from Eva. Yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. What, what, what are you from?
0: I'm from Ewa Beach. Ewa yeah, Beach. Yeah. So I grew up on Kawiki Street, <laughs> which okay. is uh, right by Kaimiloa. Yes. And uh, my tutu still has a house right on Hanakahi. So her backyard is actually Hawaii Prince Golf Course. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. it's good fun when they were developing that we yeah. could uh, we could run around on the golf course and you know as they were building the course. Look at it fun. today.
1: Yeah. Takes a half an hour just to get to the. Freeway. Oh yeah, I stay away from two to like six thirty. <laughs> Forget Not about visiting it. visiting Tutu. Yeah. Yeah. If you're leaving Ever Beach, you better leave forty five minutes yes, and, uh, before you even think about each one. But welcome to the program. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, Google Sabres. Hey, you guys got a good football team this year. Sir. Yeah. This could be the year. This yeah. could be the year. I seen a picture online. Uh, I think we won the cane knife. Yeah. Earlier. Yeah. yeah it's good. Yeah. Good luck to them. Yeah. Uh, let, let's get started. Uh, you know, it's it's time to get out those old dusty shoe boxes. That's where I used to put mine, yes. my, my trading cards, uh, historic. But this trading card boom is in full swing. Tell me, tell me about, um, well, pre-COVID already was very popular, obviously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Never got gone away. But COVID hit and things went crazy.
0: Yeah. So uh, prior to COVID, you know, it was very collector based, right? Um, not a lot of investing going on. I mean, there was some um, but definitely very strong collectors, meaning they collect a certain player or team um, or maybe region of the country that they're from. They would collect those specific teams. And um, at the early stages of uh, the pandemic, um, you know, I know people that took out, they borrowed against their 401k and invested in some products. Um, at that time, 401 was just starting to diminish. So they mm-hmm. said, oh, I got nothing else to do i'm at home i'm gonna invest in some sports cards is that right and um you know some of them hit it big you know those early adapters a lot of investors got involved i guess maybe just at home and some extra money with the stimulus or what have you and um they just said oh let's let's do this sports card thing and then it just exploded from there so when very... you
1: say exploded like uh what do, you, what do you mean we're talking and this is worldwide not just mm-hmm, on, mm-hmm. in hawaii but worldwide What does exploded mean?
0: Um, Exploded just means a lot of new people coming into the hobby, um, mostly new collectors, um, but a lot of retreads as well. A lot of people, you know, such as yourself, maybe collected, you know, when they're a kid. Um, And then coming back into the hobby because they either see an article online or a friend's talking about some sports cards or they maybe seen like an investing video on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And um, it just reinvigorated the, the feeling or the sensation. Maybe we had kids too. And uh, I want to get them involved. So there's that connection as well.
1: That retro uh, connection for sure. Um, okay. So you have different type of collectors like you talk about. Yeah. And now you have investors, part of that different type, right? Yes, yes. Uh, people who actually have money going mm-hmm. into it and see mm-hmm. it as an opportunity to, to yeah. invest and make some money. And, uh, you know, from a lot of the
0: stuff that I listen to, um, you know, big businesses, they take notice. They think it was like an untapped market, right? You know, Fanatics talks about it all the time. Um, before coming in and, and buying Tops and a couple other companies, that um, there's just massive potential there that was just untapped. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I guess from their analytic standpoint, they recognized the market, recognized the potential, and they took action.
1: <laughs> just hearing you talk like that and knowing what we used to do to our cards <laughs> back in the '70s, uh, you know, we used, and you said your dad used to do the same thing. We yeah. used to play a game called Knockdown, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Cover. Mm-hmm. meaning you you if you were to cover x amount of cards you get whatever's on the ground uh knocked down we used to literally s- stand them up card on the wall, against yeah. the wall and from wherever distance you're from knock it down yeah. fling it you yeah, had techniques different things uh, dad played that too either. yeah he so he played knockdown.
0: um in fact he has a nolan ryan rookie um that is cut in half because there's two <laughs> players on that card 1968 tops with That's him right. and jerry kuzman and he said oh i kind of have two two players on one card cut it in half now he's got two pitchers and so we have that card today it's pretty it's pretty funny to look at it and that's a card i'll never let go
1: oh my <laughs> gosh it was all about volume uh, quantity really, not so much volume not definitely not quality and of course the gum was a big gum, deal to us back then too yeah.
0: stick it in the tire so you right? can make the motorcycle sound <laughs>
1: yeah we we used to uh yeah exactly yeah. put a put a pin on it and that was our motorcycle, but boy, if we knew what it would be worth today. Oh, man. Yeah, you know, really what, <laughs> what a fortune. What a fortune. But there are people who knew, or at least had the vision, that mm-hmm. this one day could be worth money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, back even in the 60s, I mean, this has been around for decades, clearly, but, you know, a Mickey Mantle card. we're just looking at one now, 1953. Mm-hmm. You've got one. I do, I do. That, mm-hmm. That's not the one that went for no, recently. No, Recently, That was a millions.
0: 52 tops in. Uh, I believe it was a SGC. So it was basically a gem mint condition. Um, there's several grading companies, but basically got, I think, $12 million. Just crazy amount of money, man. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. And so, yeah, some guys had the, the vision, as you said. Um, there was a guy, uh, I think it was in New York, Uncle Joe's collection, it's called. And he had a bunch of old cards and Hall of Famers autographed them. And, again, he had the, the vision to send them in and get them all authenticated. And that collection is worth millions, you know. Somebody found it in their attic.
1: Just just found yes. probably in mint condition because they didn't play yeah, knockdown really good condition yeah yep, yep. so which brings me to my next question Dave what makes one card worth more than the other um, can be the same card mm-hmm. but what what gives it value so most
0: times when specifically speaking about the vintage it's going to be the condition of the card um over time you know back then they didn't have protective sleeves and different um, tools to protect the card so you just kind of put it in a box or a rubber band around it and so a lot of them got basically destroyed over the years you know even this one right here is in a it's in a one condition which is pretty poor Um, you know it's got some creases but essentially for the vintage it's condition they want a card that has sharp corners nice edges uh, the surface is clean so it's not creased and then the centering is nice and uh, those four uh, as they call subgrades, combined they they come up with a, a whole grade and that essentially will determine the value or
1: so, is there somebody who like appraises them or, or gives them value? Is there? Do you need a class for that? How does that work? Well, I'm not sure how that works exactly, but there's um, I want to
0: say there's like eight companies right now. The biggest one is PSA, which is what I'm showing you here. Um, they're kind of the the main company right now when it comes to grading cards, authenticating autographs and whatnot. And um, but yeah, they just I think they tripled their staff recently because they with a the big boom, um, they had gotten just. Bogged down with submissions for grading. I mean, to the tune of like millions and millions of cards, and so they had to train all these people just to get caught up. So it actually shut down for about eight months, and so
1: just to just, just, to just get, to get, ready. get caught up. Yeah. Interesting. I I read an article uh, some time back about you know these guys are trading cars on eBay or something like mm-hmm. some service like that. Ne- next thing you know, they have they've got a staff of thirty. Uh, you know, they're doing millions in sales yeah. and kind of being like the, the in-between person, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, what, wow. Just an opportunity during COVID, really. Yeah, yeah. So exploded
0: a lot of the new people that came in as well with the investors and the, the new collectors or the retreads, as we call it, um, there was the sneaker flipping community. You know, these guys, that went out and they would stand in line for the latest, greatest Jordans and they would sell it online for maybe three times what they paid. Um, recognized an opportunity as well. And they would buy up cards, get them graded, and then basically sell them online for, you know, multiple times of what they paid. And so um, early on, it was kind of fast and furious. There was such a frenzy for these cards. Um, And it's kind of tapered off a little bit, um, but the value is still, if you take the values three years ago and where they're at today, I mean, they're still three, four times, um, you know, just generally speaking.
1: So when this craze, I mean, it's still going, trending Mm -hmm. in in an Mm -hmm. upward manner, I'd, I'd imagine... Will they lose value eventually? Do you think? Will it?
0: Yeah. So um, maybe about a year ago it started. They call you know the bubble, right? Where mm-hmm. a lot of it was maybe fabricated from the the frenzy of the sneaker uh, sneaker flipping community. Um, they've kind of left the hobby, and it kind of did. There was a, a pretty big drop. Um, some cards dropped by fifty percent. Um, others more. Others less, depending on kind of rarity of the card. Um, and so kind of what we're left with now, I think, is a more pure number you see. Uh, you don't see these big fluctuations in the highs and lows of selling prices. Um, so it's more stable, I guess, now. So mm-hmm. we've kind of gone through that, I would say, over the past year.
1: What made you go take, take this as a business venture for you?
0: Um, so actually, it's my, my buddy's business. Um, and uh, I worked there out of high school for like eight years. And then I went around I had several jobs. I had to get a real job, right, as they say. <laughs> but um, I still did online buying and selling um, and collecting, just kind of a way to, to fund my collecting because I didn't have a lot of extra money. And so I would buy cards, you know, in the packs and stuff. And then whatever I wouldn't want to collect, I would sell those online and I would use that money that I got to go buy stuff that I collect. And so because, again, I didn't have the extra money, I would use that money to kind of fund the hobby. Um, and then uh, so I'd left my job a couple years ago and um, i was going to take another position and i spoke at my calvin i said is there an opportunity for me to come back um you know i would work the shop but i definitely want to be in more like a ownership role and so um we know we're still working on that and kind of what that looks like but um that's that's the future but it's always been on my heart i mean even though i worked at several other jobs in between i always was involved in sports cards and it's funny because uh guys ask like oh can you really do this long term you know and uh, for me, I could, you know. Um, we had a shop when I was 15 years old. My my dad, you know, I was fortunate that he believed in me, and he, he loved the hobby, obviously. So, by is in the building right next to it on the top floor, we had a shop. And uh, if you came in after three o'clock, I'd catch plus, bus and I'd meet you at the shop.
1: That's amazing. But yeah, it was yeah. awesome, man. And here you are today. Here I am today. Here you are today. You know, um, gosh, you're just, just prompting and triggering so many memories for me with playing cards. So for those who don't understand the the, the, the process, uh-huh. it's not just a it's not just a matter of of buying a popular one or selling. Back when we were young, we used to get like a packet,
0: yeah. right?
1: You buy a pack. You don't know what you're going to get mm-hmm. for the most part. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's some like Fukubukuro. <laughs> you don't know what you're going to get. And then you open it up, you get your gum and then you get a gold <laughs> mine sometimes.
0: Yeah. Right? Yep. Yep. It's random. It's very it random. Yeah. So it's still like that. Okay. Um that's how a majority of the sports cards come. Now it comes in a, you know, a pack like this. Like I have one right here. I cannot see that for, bro. This is <laughs> <laughs> It look like cigarettes. <laughs> this is uh, yeah, it does no, yeah. no. look like or okay. a gum cigarettes. Okay. Uh, too um, bad you folks
1: can't see. We got to do yeah, this. So tops podcast. makes that
0: product. Okay. It's a 2020 product. And uh, so, in that box there, you're going to get an autograph card. Oh, wow. And that particular year, there's Shohei Otani. And so, no I brought kidding. that for you. So, you can actually open that right now if you right want.
1: Right now? Okay, let's well, we got... Let's have some fun. We got some video going here. This is part of the <laughs> audio
0: podcast, but...
1: It's okay. They can hear to be. I don't want to be like, you know, is there like a thing that I... Because I just... Oh, yeah. Okay, ah, just, here we go. Just Ripple. There you go. Just Ripple. Old school. Well, I'm excited. It's like <laughs> it's like Christmas. So the Shohei Otani could be in here? Could be in there, oh, yeah. So oh. every
0: pack will have an autograph. Okay. Here. So we unveil. So this is Topps
1: Archive Snapshot. Okay, I, I don't like the Astros because they, you know, ah, the Still side. signals and stuff like <laughs> Okay, who we got here? Oh, this guy is good. Acuna. Acuna, yep. He's okay, Trent Padres. Hey, Kurt Suzuki. Oh, nice! Awesome. Hey, local, hey, local boy. boy. How about that? Kurt Suzuki Baldwin's own. Mike Schmidt. That might be worth some money. There you go. Oh, brah! Look out. Again, <laughs> uh, Lux Dustin May, the redhead, the guy who looked like uh, carrot carrot oh, top yeah. from the Dodgers. Oh, jeez, that guy.
0: That might be a rookie card, actually. You know what? There's there's a it might is. be a rookie logo on the front.
1: Uh, it the is. Top left oh, there. it's a it is a rookie card. Awesome. There you go. <laughs> Bank. Uh, yeah, uh, Oliver Steve Rogers. Uh, Steve Rogers is my autographed. Steve Rogers. Okay, okay. Okay, and uh, Pete Alonso uh, of oh, the there Mets. You go. Pete Alonso. He's uh, he's having the a great season, bear. but the only Mets. Awesome. Mets. Yeah. Wow. Look at this. I got some cash here. So, what do you think this is valued at right here?
0: Oh, uh, let me see. So the the Justin May, So he just came back recently. That might be about five bucks. Really? Yeah. The autograph could be between five and ten dollars. Uh-huh. Is it um? Is it numbered
1: on the back there, Steve Rogers? Yeah, uh, it it's number, number. No, I don't know what. What am I looking for?
0: No A, serial number. Okay, yeah, so probably about five ten dollars. Okay, and then the Suzuki. Um, this that, that one is numbered, yeah. So that one might be about ten dollars. Oh, ching! And how much is this? So box? those, I believe, retail for fifty nine dollars.
1: Oh my gosh! Oh, give this back to you. No, 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 All that's right. yours. No, that's no, yours. no, that's. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. That was fun. You're welcome. Yeah, so was here we fun. are. This is, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm just going to my memory bank. These seem smaller than what we used to have back in when we were younger. Is it smaller?
0: Yeah. So that's a standard size now. Um, mm-hmm. But back then, yeah, there was larger size. In fact, the Jackie Robinson I have here is a little bit bigger than, yeah. than the standard size as well. Um, and they did that throughout the years, no mostly in the 50s and 60s. T- today, not so much.
1: Wow, oh, this is fun. Wow, I can see how this can be pretty, uh, not only fun but kind of like addicting. <laughs> yeah, it is
0: actually. It is. Fifty dollars um, here,
1: fifty dollars there. So if you, it's like if, gambling.
0: if we were lucky enough to pull the Otani autograph, yeah, um, you know that thing would probably be between six hundred and a thousand dollars, depending on the the rarity. Yeah.
1: Yeah, would you have let me kept it? I would have, because that's Uh. your pack. (laughs) (laughs) Right on, Dave. That's cool. A couple more questions. I want to wrap it up. Um, Because there's value here, and when there's value, there's crime. There is. Right? So I remember just a few months back, maybe a couple Mm -hmm. months, a a shop in Pucks Alley in Manoa got hit. Yep, yep. And they got hit pretty good. Yeah. Uh, The thieves know what they're searching for. They knew at the time, too. I think they said like 30,000, 40,000 stolen. In yeah, cards. It was pretty big. Yeah. Big um, news with your industry.
0: Yeah. And, you know, when it gets out there in the news, you know, um, families are watching the news. Unfortunately, also, so are criminals, right? And right. so they see this, they recognize, again, the opportunity. Um, and they're going to look for the vulnerable places, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we they actually broke into our shop as well uh, a while back. But then, you know, we, we had since secured the front of the, the shop, which we needed to. But, right. yeah, you know, um, back then, we never feared for like break ins or armed robberies or anything like that. And now. With the, the explosion in the hobby, right. unfortunately, criminals have taken notice as well. Wow. And not that, just sad. break-ins, a lot of counterfeiting as well. So I was going to say. Um, I need to do a, a lot of research when I, I make some, some buys with some older cards, especially mm-hmm. with the mantles and stuff, because there are a lot of counterfeits out there.
1: Wow, very fascinating. Yeah. It's funny, sometimes
0: I'll smell a card and guys will look at me funny, but the older cards do have a particular smell. Not bubblegum, though. <laughs> if you smell the back one where the gum was, yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right.
1: Uh, but it's hard to trace, right? I mean, can, can HPD law enforcement, I mean, it's not registered, if you will, unless it's in a...
0: Yeah, know. so if it's graded, they have yeah. serial numbers, sure. and so they can be tracked. But, um, yeah, if you have, like, raw cards that aren't graded, essentially very hard to track. Yeah, that's um, A lot of ones today are serial numbered, right? So mm-hmm. if they made, say, 2,000 of a particular card, you know, you know that you have number 50 of 2,000. You know that's your card.
1: You know, it's not, and it's not just baseball. It's not just, uh, you know, football. You guys do UFC. I know Pokemon is oh, still Pokemon huge. Is big, yeah. uh, in fact, it's a collector as well, right? Mm-hmm. Look at your magic box over there.
0: I do have a Pokemon card to share with you as well.
1: Wow. <laughs> and, they, and they can fetch a lot of dollars too, Pokemon cards?
0: They can. So this one that I'm about to show you is a Charizard from 1999. Um, this is the Shadowless Charizard. Uh, which, gosh,
1: my, my son used to play this, but I couldn't tell you what. Which
0: just means on the side here, there's no shadow. Okay. So this is in a mint condition, so PSA 9. And this sells for about $5,000 or so. Really? Yeah.
1: Hey, watch your back so. on the way out of here, pal. Yeah. <laughs> hey, where's my no, mantle's no. Hey. <laughs> Wow, go figure. Char- I remember that word. I, again, I'm not a Pokemon. Yeah, so
0: Charizard's the main character. Yes. Uh, Kevin and I was joking earlier, and I said, you know, I, I speak conversational Pokemon, but I'm very fluent in sports. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I can I can know the characters and whatnot, but uh, I'm not too familiar on like the, the gameplay and the rarity of each card.
1: Wow, and this Jackie Robinson, about $1,000 right here? That one is about $1,000. Wow. Okay, so I know it's his audio podcast, but I think folks who understand uh, the card collection business understand what it looks like but um Mm -hmm. and it's not just cards i mean comics i remember when i used to do comics and i tried selling a whole bunch of old archie comics and and jughead but but they look at for uh really clean not bent right
0: yeah so the seam you know um you know again real particular right with the condition so uh looking for clean seams which Mm -hmm. means there's no creases on the spine Uh, the staples aren't rusty corners are nice and the pages aren't just all, like, scattered. Right. It's generally kind of what they look for. And they can grade comics, too, now, just yeah. like they do sports
1: cards. What do you got? I, I know this is audio. What do, you, what do you got?
0: Yeah, I know. Sorry to... No, no, no. I know it's audio for the listeners some, here, but this uh, is some... a... So it's a Michael Jordan autographed baseball, and the baseball is made out of when basketball. When he was playing with the White
1: Sox? Uh,
0: I'm not sure when he signed it, but uh, it's made out of basketball material.
1: Oh, what a trip.
0: So that's kind of cool. Can I...
1: And how much is that worth?
0: This... So, there hasn't been a lot of sales, so I'm, I'm kind of having a hard time figuring out a value, but I think it's between like 3000 and $4,000. Wow. Hey, so, it's serial numbered. Oh, great. Nobody saw that. It was worth $3,000. <laughs> Sorry.
1: No, it's, it's uh, a big boy, sport. you it's, can't take me anywhere. It's all good. Oh, uh, good. It's a basketball. It would have bounced anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's so fascinating. That's cool. So,
0: that's a memorabilia piece. A lot of people collect memorabilia and, you yeah. know, Jordan... In my opinion, is the, the greatest of all time, oh, and for so sure. I thought that was a really cool piece, especially being a White Sox fan,
1: um, being that he, he was on the the. He minor was on the team. team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he he had a couple of good years uh, as as a two sport athlete. Um, well, this is really a fascinating topic for me because again I have so many memories of of playing cards, um, football cards you know, old Jaworski cards and oh, yeah, uh, Harold Comeback. That's how I fell in love with the Eagles, you know, mm-hmm. it was through my football card collection and, and um, yeah, I'm an Eagles fun, fan yeah. Today, yeah. Till today. I saw
0: you light up when you opened that pack.
1: I really did. Was was like I was getting flashbacks. I want to put it up against the wall and see my technique. So we can play knockdown here, knockdown here in a minute. If knockdown still works. <laughs> yeah, we used to tape up the big one, uh, like a whole bunch together and have like a bambucha. Oh, okay, Like how okay. you play with like marbles. Pog. yeah, yeah. yeah. Pog, not Pogs. Back. No, no, but yeah, we... Yeah, Pogs, we, the make, same thing, yeah.
0: Because we used to staple them together, and yes. the staples would make it heavy.
1: Oh, boy, good times. All right. <laughs> hey, con- continued success to you guys Thank uh, you. in the industry. And, hey, uh, this is an awesome career to be in. Thank for you for you. having me Congratulations on. Congratulations awesome. for that. had a good time. Uh, you know, stay safe. That's all you, I can say. Well. And, um, you know, watch your back just because it's just a crazy world we live in today. But the trading card industry is uh, very much alive and well in Hawaii. Yes
0: yes it yeah, is right on dave we are collectors here in hawaii
1: <laughs> we are yeah for sure we love to stand in line yes <laughs> hawaii people love to stand in line if it's Whether free it's chicken sandwiches I mean, or don't free care. stuff at when in away stuff, <laughs> we're, we're we're there and uh, we want to say i was the first guy there interesting you know you, no matter what it can be you can have the opening of h mart or whatever mm-hmm. or something bigger and you know maybe three thousand people were there but 100,000 people yeah. can say I was there I, that day. Wahlburgers just open. Right? Every time <laughs> I, I was see there that, i there crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we love being first, and we love to claim Hawaii Zone, right? Yes. <laughs> like Chris Suzuki. Suzuki right there. Yeah, good, awesome. bro. All right, thank you very much. Thank you, bro. Dave. All right, mahalo nui for joining us, folks. Join us next week, another episode of What Squee Went. Until then, ah, hui What Squee You Went is a PBS Hawaii production, music by Timonic Gardner. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and tell your friends. You can find us on pbshawaii.org and everywhere you get your podcasts.